1: And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez here in our studios in South Florida as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line here. And uh, big month here, month of March. Uh, my favorite month uh, in South Florida. Not only is it my birthday in March, a little later <laughs> this month, but uh, all the great stuff. Went to Doral last week. Uh, you guys still have the tennis tournament on Key Kane coming up. So, looking forward to that. Went to the South Beach Wine and Food Festival last week of February. How was that? Which How was expensive great. was it? Well, I went to an event that was actually where you could get a group on. So uh, it was eighty five dollars instead of one fifty okay. uh, face price, but it was the closing event with Andrew Zimmern uh, from the Food Channel, and uh, it was a it was kind of like an Asian uh, marketplace st- festival. You know, with different Asian dishes. So uh, what
0: is it? They have a whole bunch of different people well, it, set up, and you get to eat from all of them. Yeah. Because I never have been the, to... The main one
1: is in a, just this huge tent, and uh, actually it's two tents, uh, so it goes quite a ways, but they have all the different booths on the side where they're cook, they're cooking the food, and you have free samples, and you go around and just eat food for free and drink for free and everything, but the those main events under the tent, I think it's called the Grand Tasting, are 250 bucks basically?
0: It's so, amazing how expensive it's gotten. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, you go if you want to go to the Burger Bash, which is uh, Rachel Ray and and some of those people. Uh, you know, that's 300 dollars or 350, something like that. So it's incredibly expensive, but the food is fantastic. Uh, you can drink as much as you want. Uh, they have other little fun things to do. they give away a lot of stuff and uh, it 's a lot of fun, but I took the uh, cheapest route out uh, the last thing of the of the weekend but it 's incredible uh when I got there, you had to walk down the beach about uh, three quarters of a mile to get to the back of the line and then come back and it moved fairly fast, it probably took about twenty minutes, but it was amazing how many people were there and uh it 's a great time though
0: yeah, let me tell you i was I got back that was uh when was that that was, that was the last
1: week of February. Yeah. Uh, 26th, I think it
0: was. Yeah, that's, that's when I got back from my cruise that Saturday. They had been started, what, Thursday through Sunday it was? Something right, like that. Right, right,
1: exactly. But they had all different kinds of things. They have uh, all the big uh, TV people that are on the Food Channel with their own shows, Giada and, and uh, you know, Alton Brown and the big names like that. If you're a fan of that sort of thing, which uh, I like it okay. I don't watch it out that much, but... Uh, the food was great and it was a lot of fun. And uh, it's really become a special part of South Florida, basically. But then the following week was uh, the Doral Golf Tournament. Uh, and, uh, you know, I go to that pretty much every year. It's
0: a great yeah, time. I got lucky not to get a ticket this, this mm-hmm. year there because I had this one police officer, for lack of a better word, who just decided to be a real jerk. But thank God he didn't give me a ticket. So, <laughs> yeah, I've never had that issue before at the Doral. So. So how was what, your? What you do? Drive a no, golf cart over or something? I was, driving, I was something? driving somebody and dropping them off. Oh, for Uber. Okay. Yeah, I was dropping somebody off. They had these cones. When the cone ended, I figured, yeah, that's okay, that's where the buses go. Yeah, that's where the buses go. But the cones had ended. I wasn't in the cone lane. I just pulled over.
1: To drop somebody. It doesn't off.
0: say anything that you can't drop anybody. The guy opens the door. The cops start signaling me to keep moving. Guy's got the well, door open. What am I supposed to drive? Drag in, him in under all, the in car? In all
1: fairness, once the cones end, you're, uh, you're basically in a regular street. So you're that, stopping in the middle that's lane. That's what I, dropping, said, I said. I in pulled the lane. over
0: after the cones. I didn't pull into the cone area. No, there's a sign back there. I go, I'm sorry I didn't see it.
1: <laughs> I go, and then you're
0: telling me to move when this guy and his wife are pulling out of the car. I go, I, what's I supposed to do? Drag him under? So he decided he wanted to be a bit of a jerk, but thank God he didn't give me a ticket.
1: Well, thanks for joining us on the Uber Happy Hour. There you go, buddy. And, uh, well,
0: you uh, mentioned Doral and no, push the kidding. button. Push the button for me. I'm buddy. just
1: kidding. You're, if, you, if you're looking for poker, you're on the right show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, just, just, venting. Just, just
0: venting, guys. Well, the, the
1: point is, uh, you know, the weather has just been fantastic down here it as really always has. is in the winter, and uh, March is the best month. So we're right in the middle of that, and we'll uh, we'll talk about what's coming up because there's a lot of big things in April, as it turns out here in South Florida, and we'll start to prepare you for that. I had an interview last week with uh, William Mason, who is the Director of Poker Operations for the Seminole Hard Rock, and we did an extensive interview, and I wrote a story for Annie Up Magazine that will be in the April issue, and I uh, hope you'll pick that up at uh, one of your poker rooms, and, uh, and enjoy that, but uh, we will probably get to that interview next week. Uh, tonight, we're going to have an interview with T.J. Shulman, who is the Poker player who, uh, along with three other fellas, uh, complained about the Hylia Park incident. And uh, I talked to him over at the Al Casino. He we was playing in a tournament and caught him on a break. And and uh, the ruling came out. Uh, I don't know, did you hear?
0: No, I did okay, not. It did come out. We didn't talk about it last what was the week. Fine, but finally. the fine
1: was $20,000. That's it? That's all. So it's pretty disappointing there. Nobody, uh, nobody got uh, arrested. Uh, they didn't lose any uh, poker time in their poker room, and the so-called uh, six-figure fine turned into a five-figure fine, a small one.
0: Which is nothing compared to what the poker what room could have makes happened. and what they make on the machines. And no one's been had their license revoked or anything? Well, not you know that of? I
1: know of. I mean, they, they did allow Nelson to resign, and they did fire a couple of his assistants. Uh, but I did talk to TJ about uh, his thoughts about the fine and also, you know, exactly how he was treated He was disappointed, there. Did, he huh? was disappointed and, uh, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But uh, uh, we certainly are preparing for the month of April here in South Florida because we have a double weekend there with the WPT, the uh, Seminole Showdown. There's also two other events involved besides the Seminole Showdown and the Tournament of Champions. The Tournament of Champions is a uh, is a big buy-in tournament, uh, $15,000 buy-in. And uh, that will be only for champions of the World Poker Tour. If you've won an event before in your career, you are allowed to uh, enter that event. Nobody else will be entering. So that is the TFC. That finishes up uh, the 23rd through the 25th of April. Before that will be the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, the 15th through the 20th. And only uh, television is going to be on the TFC. They have had to choose one event or the other for television coverage, and they chose the TFC. But they've also worked in a $10,000 buy-in event and a $25,000 high roller. So uh, wow. they're kind of staggered again where if you get knocked out in the first day or two of, this, uh, of the Seminole Showdown, which, by the way, this year is only one opening session. In the past, there's been uh, either two or three. This year, they've got it all in one opening session. There is unlimited entries on that day. But uh, you'll have one day on the 15th to enter, and then uh, they'll move on. So then uh, if you get knocked out, you can get into the 10,000 on the 17th or the 25,000 on the 19th. And then uh, those people who are sticking around for uh the Tournament of Champions will be uh kicking that off on the 23rd. So uh very interesting interview. I think we'll save that probably for next week uh when we get a little bit closer to the tournament, but uh, we will hear from TJ Schulman shortly. And uh, discuss what happened, uh, what the outcome of the uh, state's decision. Did he get into any apartment. details
0: with you in this interview as to what he saw happening? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. Yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting.
1: I want you to hear. It. It's about ten minutes long. So uh, he explains his point of view and uh, and what they said to him, what he uh, what he did. So uh, was we'll he happy
0: them. with the decision to no, let Nelson not. and his staff go? No.
1: And he said he thought Nelson should go to jail. Wow. He, he was flat uh, flat out just said, "I think uh, he should be he should be arrested and sent to jail." Anyway, let's get to a few other thing news and notes here. Be the start of the show, and then we'll get to that in our second segment. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention, charity poker wise, is a big event that I've been involved in since we started the show, and this is the sixth year of the uh, Tyler's Team Charity Poker Classic, uh, Tyler wow, McClellan six Foundation. Years already. Uh, Pretty amazing. Uh, When we first started doing the show, just to tell everybody a little story, um, it was something we got interested in. We started the show in March, and later uh, that year, we, uh, uh, let's see, actually this would be the the next year, the 11th was the first one there. So we got in touch with this fella, and it was a great story to me, and I always like to talk about it. We'll try to have Kevin on probably next week. But uh, his son, Tyler, was 15 years old, and was uh, scheduled to make an angel flight uh, with a cancer patient, about an 80-year-old woman that was uh, having an operation over in Tampa. And he had uh, committed himself to this and was going to travel with her and just keep her company. And it's called an angel flight. And uh, he was invited by his friends for a weekend at Disney World, the same weekend. And, you know, he really wanted to go. And he said, you know, listen, I can't. I'm committed. Uh, and he stood up for what, what's right, basically. Yeah. And that is to uh, to do what he was committed to. And he uh, passed off on the uh, Disney World trip and went on the flight. And tragically, there was only three people on the plane, him, the woman, and the pilot. The plane crashed over in Tampa, and he was killed. All yeah, three no, people so were killed. Sad. And it was really a sad story. So Kevin and his wife Karen were, uh, of course, devastated and went out and immediately started a sports foundation to help out underprivileged kids in the Palm Beach area and uh, to buy equipment and the uniforms and things for people who couldn't fees afford it. for you know. tournaments. Right. And I stuff mean, like uh, that. you know, obviously when you think of charity events, you think of cancer and and uh, diabetes or, or whatever the, the illnesses are, AIDS and that sort of thing. But this is something that's very important as well, is to uh, benefit the, the youth of this co- country that basically, uh, when they don't have the funds to participate in sports, are just left to get in gangs be on the corner and sell drugs and that sort of thing. Uh, it's kind of a simplistic way to look at it, I guess. But, uh, you know, it, it fills a need that I think is there in society for our future and, started this uh, poker tournament. You know, he had had some other events before, I think a golf tournament and that sort of thing. And it was right when poker was taking off here in South Florida, sure. and he decided to put this thing together. So now this is the sixth year. In the last couple of years, I haven't been able to attend, but I'm happy to say that I will be there. It's uh, Sunday, March 20th at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, 6th Annual Tyler's Team Charity Poker Classic. Uh, the buy ins only $50. The rebuys are only $20. And, uh, you know, there'll be a complimentary buffet and soft drinks before the tournament. There's a 50-50 raffle tied in and then the tournament all day, which is a lot of fun. And it draws uh, several uh, ex-Miami Dolphins and other celebrities and that sort of thing. So it should be a lot of fun. He's uh, developed uh, pretty much on his own. Him and his wife, Karen, have put together a lot of sponsors. And uh, we have been a sponsor since the very beginning as well. And uh look forward to playing in that. It's on the 20th, so maybe we'll talk with him next it, week.
0: To me, it's just such a beautiful way to honor the memory of your son, you know, that was doing such a great thing. You know, as you said, Angel Flight, and um, it's a great charity. Yeah, it's, it's really he's terribly
1: a, devastated, and really the only way he could deal with it, he felt like, was to do something in his son's memory, which he went out and did immediately. And uh, it's it's worked out very well for them. So, uh, again, we'll talk about uh, probably with Kevin next week. But uh, it's something we look forward to. Uh, there's lots of great poker charity events down here in South Florida. The Hard Rock has several. And, and uh, they're really all over the place. And, uh, you know, it's an easy way to get into an event where you're – you know, if most people are out there, they're not really expecting to win the tournament. They're not looking at their, uh, that's probably Kevin right there, but <laughs> uh They're not really looking at how much money they're going to make and that sort of thing. Uh, this
0: is more for fun and to donate to a Yeah, yeah. and very, I mean, very, you still can make cause. money if
1: you play well, and and you certainly can contribute some of your winnings and, as well. But and
0: listen, it's also be remiss not to mention that the West Palm Beach Kennel Club has always been their, their place where they've had this they've tournament. They've had it all six
1: years, correct. You know,
0: and uh, Noah and his staff up there, it's wonderful that they've, allowed this to take place on their property and uh seems like a, like a real nice marriage between the two of them yeah no question
1: no question about it so uh Kevin will probably join us next week here on the program. Anyway, a couple other news and notes. Uh, the uh, WSOP circuit finished up at Bally's uh, last week, or actually, I guess over the weekend. Jason Wheeler, who uh, we were—it's t- kind of funny—we were talking about on the show last week. He was that fourth guy on that New York Rounders team okay, that, that yeah. we weren't sure who he was, right. and, and uh, I said that he—he he was a good up-and-coming up and player. Well, he won. He's from Chicago. He won the uh, Bally's main event for three hundred twenty-three thousand. Uh, defeating uh, Lisa Hamilton, uh, heads up for the title. Also, uh, Jamie Rosen was third, Anthony Spinella fourth. Mike Leo was sixth, Michael Rocco seventh. Some of the big names there at the WSOP circuit. And the other player that we mentioned last week in conjunction with the uh, tournament was Igor Kurganoff, who uh, is, is I introduced exactly. you to you uh, for the first time, the boyfriend of Liv and he won the... Uh, circuit uh, the high roller event at the same uh, tournament up at uh, Bally's uh, in Atlantic City. So, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Atlantic City. Bally's in Las Vegas. Uh, they're heading to uh, Atlantic City this week for the circuit. But uh, he won that uh, the high roller event, uh, which was a 32.50 buy-in. Arcadi uh, Arcadi Sinis was uh, second. Barry Hutter, a local from Hollywood, Florida, down here, was third. Uh, Bryn Kinney. The captain of the New York Rounders finished sixth. So uh, a couple of events that just wound up there. We are looking uh, at uh, Harrah's in Atlantic City for the next circuit event. And the WPT has now moved on to uh, Bay 101. So uh, they are in the San Francisco Bay Area. They're playing now in day two. We'll get to some of those results a little bit uh, that's the Shooting Star uh, Tournament, which is so interesting because they select the good up-and-coming right. young players.
0: Put a bounty uh, on them. Put right? a
1: bounty on them. I think it was $2,500. And uh, when they get knocked out of the event, the person who knocks them off gets a T-shirt with the Shooting Star's picture on it, which they sign for them at the table. So a kind of a little unique event that's always... Uh, you know, it never gets old. It's, it's, <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's funny. Well, and people
0: look forward to knocking out champions and, 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 you know, celebrity poker players.
1: Exactly. So there's lots of really uh, fine players in this event. And, and some of them are uh, the shooting stars now for the first time, which is always pretty cool as well. So um, we will look forward to uh, running some of that down for you as well. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, an article in... Uh, Nick Sordo's column, uh, you had mentioned uh, one that you saw, but this was one that he wrote this week, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, maybe we'll get Nick on to talk about it in a couple of weeks or so, but the title is, Has the Average Local Poker Player Gotten Better? And I wanted to ask you about that, Joe, because you've uh, dealt with poker players in this town for about 20, 25 years. Uh, at one point, uh, the South Florida players were a pretty big collection of fish, and uh, Things, I think, have changed over the years in the last six years since the stakes have been up. Of course, we get a lot of big-name players that come and play in big events. But how about the average players? Have they changed much over the years?
0: They have to, Dave. They have to adapt. It's like anything else in this world. If you don't adapt and change, you can't survive. And, you know unless you have an endless stream of, of, of money coming which,
1: in which people seem to have down here yeah
0: well yeah but you know believe it or not that river dries up uh at least for the for for a very large majority of these players um and if it's something listen you know poker players are people that are usually very proudful you know and and eagles get involved and it's like anything else. You know, you, you keep getting hit over the head with something, either you're going to learn to move your head and get out of the way, learn to defend yourself, or take up something else. So it's I think it's inevitable that in most places, poker players, especially when they come into a new area, you know, aren't really well-schooled in that game and, and, and the nuances of how the professionals play that game. And after you donate enough of your money, if you're still playing this years later... It's because you've improved your game to the point where you've stopped the bleeding or slowed it down or you're making other people bleed their money to you. So I think, yeah, that players have gotten better. Um, I also believe that you also have a large influx of people that come into this area and you start mistaking them as, you know, South Floridians that have been here from day one. They have it. Okay. So you have some of that. So you know the, the the quality of the players has gotten much better, but without a doubt, the the play has to improve. You just can't survive at, the, at that. Le- you can't survive at what your level was three years pre- previous to where you are now. Especially if you were new to the game. Now, uh,
1: the one thing that was predicted was there would there would there would be droves of people coming to move to South Florida to yes. take advantage of these people. I, I think we saw some of that, but I don't think that was ever quite as uh, prevalent as we once expected. Well,
0: no, here's here's the difference, Dave. It, it, this is what's happened throughout the whole United States. Every time a new place has opened up the poker area, you get the, the you get the sharp people. What's happened here is. You know, due to the fine poker rooms that we have in this area, remember, I keep telling people this that, you know, when they, you know, I showed it to you last week in, in an old card player magazine where they were advertising $199 an hour high hand. You know, people would slap you in the face over here as a poker room manager if you offered only $199. So you've had people stay here a lot longer than they would in other places where they've come dried up the fishing pond, so to speak, and then moved on to, to the next uh, hunting ground that they want to go to. Uh, here, people have stayed because the casinos, you know, the the, the high-hand promotions that we offer here in South Florida are second to none. And I mean by a lot, by a large margin. You know, when you've got, you know, $500 every 20-minute high-hands, you know, these people were advertising $200 an hour. These people are giving out 1500 when I remember when I gave away the 2000 that was the, all the buzz for a month before we ran that event. People were calling the poker room. You guys are really giving away $2,000 an hour high hand? Yes, we are, you know, on this such and such a day. No one else in the country does that, and they can't understand it. Yeah. Now, it has, drove, it, has, it has moved the income, whether it's good or bad. I was always on the record many years ago of saying that I thought this was a very bad idea. Uh, even though I'm one of the ones who you know who brought out the $2,000 an hour high hands because I was left no other alternative than to do that. And the problem when you do something like this is you rarely get loyalty or at least an, an a large enough number that can make your room stand on its own. Right. So Listen, so people I think just, just poker float. room suffer for it up until the new regime has come in. I don't know how their numbers are doing. Over people there. just
1: float from one place to another, exactly. depending on, the, on you're, the promotion. You're
0: unfortunately, you're going to you, you, what hope? What you hope happens is that you keep your eighty percent of your regulars there, and that twenty percent will chase this money for a short while and then come back. Uh, we have this rotation, and with these, this large amount of money, even though the top pros don't go for the high hands, they know the fishers do. Okay, the people who are still fish, you know, so this will draw draw in the top professionals because they know this is where the fishes are going to be
1: well, this is my last question uh Are there still plenty of fish in the in the in the ocean here? Yes,
0: there are because lots and, of bad if players there still? if there wasn't if there wasn't, you wouldn't see the numbers that we're seeing every every month you know these numbers are 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 public knowledge uh because they have state licenses. And the numbers continue to be up there. What happens is when there isn't enough fish, the pros go somewhere else, which means less tables, which means less revenue so something is is it, something is still you know driving poker players to come and play here and what drives most poker players is money, and the game has to be soft at at one aspect or another you know top pros you know certain f- Top fishes that have a lot of money, but that just left to, to play poker for the gambling sake of it, not because they, you know, they're, they're looking right. to make money. You know, uh, move from place to place, and the top pros, when they find out that somebody is somewhere else, they try to keep that to themselves, trying to 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 get as much of that person's money as they possibly can. Right. And then when the other pros find out, somebody, you know, somebody calls somebody, and word eventually gets out. People flock to that one room for a while until that particular person decides he wants to move somewhere else. Okay. And that's how it is here in South Florida. I mean, you know, uh, in the old days, Dave, you know, the uh, brush would have the phone numbers of, of, the top poker, of the top poker players and because they were taking very good care of them, and they go, Hey, listen, when we got a juicy game here, just give me a call. You know, they'd walk in you know, spot the brush 100 bucks or 50 bucks or 20 bucks, whatever the case may be at the time, and if they had a great night, you can be rest assured that that person was going to get some extra money at, at the end. Nowadays, you know, we used to have that actually in my room. I remember some of my brushes on the phone. I'm going, what are you doing on the phone? Oh, so-and-so told me to call him when this guy shows up to play poker. So, you know, it's something that still goes on to this day, but... There's enough, as they say, fish or dead money out there that the top pros are staying in this area.
1: Well, it never seems to go away, though. I was just looking at uh, some of the promotions here locally. Let me run, just run down some of the high-hand promotions
0: That's here. There you and, go. And you go want, ahead.
1: And, and I'd like to have you compare them. For example, the aisle, $1,000 high-hands every 30 minutes from 7 p.m. to midnight on Fridays and from noon to 10 on Saturdays. Uh, as well as 500 high hands every 20 minutes on uh, selected days during the month, the 4th, or excuse me, the 7th, 21st, and, and 28th. Uh, Léa Park uh, does not, uh, is not promoting any high hands right now. I'm sure they have something. Uh, Mardi Gras has uh, $500 in 1-2, in 1-2 no limit, uh, and $1,000 in 2-5 no limit, and they run every 30 minutes from noon to 10, Sundays through Thursdays, and from noon to midnights on weekends. Uh, Dania, smaller place, uh, has uh, $200 every 30 minutes from noon to 7, $700 every hour from 7 to 10 p.m., and $500 hourly from 2 p- excuse me, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So they kind of rotate it uh, as opposed to the
0: time. Yeah, now think about it, Dave. Calder, I believe, was the first place. Magic City had a $1,000 an hour high hand on the last Sunday of every month four or five years ago. It was huge. And their place would be rocking on that Sunday. Anybody else didn't want to compete with that $1,000? You're crazy. They were generating unbelievable income because of that. Then Calder went to that. And you're looking at it now where, when, like I said earlier in the program, when I was offering 2000 for an hour... They're doing a thousand every half hour, so it's the same. It's a thousand, two thousand every hour, as part of their promotions, on a regular basis. You know, we 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 you know we promoted the hell out of that, you know, and it just got word of mouth plus us putting in the two thousand. I'm telling you, I had over two hundred people on my on my board after I filled up my room with over three hundred poker players at that that day. Okay, and it was just consistent the whole day. As a matter of fact, I found out later, which upset us, and we tried to figure out a way, but there were people selling their their seating assignments into our (laughs) room for 50 and 100 bucks so people could try to get in there. So, like I said, it's ridiculous. To me, I think it's ridiculous, but it's the way you have to do business down here. And guess what? You know, if you're a poker room manager or somebody coming in from out of state, from Atlantic City, from Vegas, from California, where they don't even come, they're, they're, it, it blows their minds, Dave, that they can't believe that we're giving this kind of money away in promotions. But look at the revenue that, that is produced by these rooms. Eventually, you know, I thought by now that we would have closed a few more rooms that couldn't have survived. But to be honest with you, the two rooms that closed, Dania was actually doing the worst for for you know, worse for the wear of, of of poker because they literally sit right in the center of the lions dead of all the best poker rooms in Broward County. Right. Called to close their poker room not because they wanted to, but because of a mistake that they made when they changed the uh, racing venues and they couldn't keep their poker room alive. But I honestly thought that we would have seen some people. I guess my old poker room may be the first one that's going to be casualty to this because of how bad their numbers are now. Um, and yet every room is still thriving. Every room is still thriving. Well, with their, I, you know, I don't want to say thriving. That they're, they're not thriving, they're but they're making enough money that they, that they don't have to close the doors. They don't have to change this. You see how they're tweaking these these specials. So now that everybody is doing this what I think is going to happen is you're trying to keep your your, your your strict fan base that that's loyal to you in-house.
1: Well, for instance here, Magic City has a, a special from 10 a.m. to noon, which is a tough time for people to right. get up early and get in there. But the $1,500 high hands on, on weekdays for that two-hour period, uh, 250 every 30 minutes from 1 to 10, and 400 for every 30 minutes from noon to 2 a.m.,
0: uh, and I understand that. You know what that is, Dave. I mean, they're hoping to fill up the room for those two hours, and then you're hoping that you retain 80% of those players after that. Now, what was – I'm sorry. I was, I don't know if you've mentioned it or not. I didn't hear it. What's their high-hand afternoon, like from 12 to 1?
1: Uh, Does well, it say
0: it there by any chance after the $1,500 an hour?
1: It looks like it goes down to 400 on on uh, the weekdays. and An hour? Yeah. No, Eighth 30 minutes.
0: Okay, so they're giving out eight hundred instead of fifteen hundred.
1: Four hundred on the weekends, and apparently two fifty during the week.
0: Okay, so it goes from fifteen hundred to five hundred an hour,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? right. Fifteen hundred for that. So you're hoping that's enough money to maintain, like I said, eighty percent of those tables that opened up because of the fifteen hundred. But now you've got fifteen hundred, and somebody at three o'clock is going to offer fifteen hundred somewhere else. Guess what happens? Seventy-five percent of your people get up at one o'clock and go. Well, I'm going to get in my car and drive to yeah, another place. Yeah. And that's what you don't want in the poker world. You don't want that as a poker room manager. It's terrible business for every room. It's terrible business. I don't know how this got started, but you know it's 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 a it's a hole we've we've gone down that I don't think we can work our way out of. And remember. When you've got when you've got a girl, you know, an 800-pound gorilla like the like the Hard Rock, you know, who has the deepest pockets, you know, they could put a hurt on you if they wanted to. Can well, you imagine if the if the Hard Rock started offering three thousand-dollar an hour high hands in four or five months, they could close a lot of poker rooms down yeah. here.
1: Well, they do give out a thousand. Uh, there's uh, rollovers though, and it's a pretty high qualifier, I think. So. Um, you know it's something that builds up over time uh, they've
0: got the money to to, to, they to could do it if to take want, shot right. the shot right. in the arm You're right. that You're right about okay that. we're going to lose this but you know what happens once we eliminate you know x percentage of our of our competition out there you know we can go back to a normal thing and the people are still going to be coming here. Okay.
1: Because they're still is, able is, to it, is it a draw for this area? I mean, obviously the big tournaments uh, with a lot of big players and high guarantees and that sort of thing bring people to South Florida at certain times. Are people hearing about this around the country and um, making their vacations just to take advantage of high hands that aren't available elsewhere?
0: No, you're not going to come down strictly for that, but you may plan a vacation around that. Okay? You're looking at, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're you know, Giving you their programs, uh, I mean their uh, promotions months in advance. You go well. What the hell? If I was going to play poker, why go to California or or Vegas when I got the beautiful beaches of uh, of Miami and South Beach and the nightlife here? And on top of that, I I may get lucky and win a two thousand dollar high hand, uh, which could help pay for my vacation. Will it will it influx enough people to come down here? No. Are they talking about it? Oh, I can guarantee you this, and I'll tell you why. When we were doing quarter 50-cent poker with a $10 pot limit, and I went to Vegas back in 94, 95, and, you know, someone asked me because they saw me shuffling chips, are you a dealer and, you know, went into the blah, 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 And they go, oh, you're from Florida. That's where they play that bullshit poker. Excuse my language. <laughs> where they play that poker for $10. And, and then when I told them what the dealers were making, the dealer on the table started to cry. Wow. Tears of anger. The guy, it was a man, guys. It wasn't a woman. He started to cry when I told him the amount of money that the dealers were making in a quarter-fifty-cent game because he couldn't earn more than $30, 40 a day working. This was at MGM Poker Room back then. Yeah. and. I was telling them, well, well, the Hold'em dealers, you know, they got the hottest girls working there, which are also tremendous dealers and the best-looking guys working there. These guys were averaging 150 to $170 a night in tips in a quarter-fifty-cent games, and the other games were all seven-card stud, and these people were making 80 to $90 a day in tips. And we're talking back in 94, like I said, with nothing like that. So. Well,
1: it's it's never-ending, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, you do what you got to do in your area to, to compete, and uh, it just seems like it's uh, tough tougher business, it really is. It,
0: it, it sucks because you can't be doing collusion, but it should be like all the managers should get together and say, hey, listen, no one's going to offer more than $500 an hour. So, right, right.
1: Okay, let's take our first break in the show. We'll tell you about Gulfstream Park uh, in the middle of their championship meet as things uh, slow down a little bit toward the end of the month here, and then crank back up. And April kicks off with the Florida Derby, a huge day on uh, April 2nd that people are already pointing to. Last week was the uh, the Gulfstream Park handicap. Uh, this week is the Captiva Island and the Silks Run, both seventy-five thousand dollar purses, and then the following week on the 19th is the Inside Information 200K. In the purse for that one. But uh, they head down to the Florida Derby where we got uh, eight great stakes races on a big day at the end of the month toward closing. But uh, don't worry, uh, plenty of racing all year (laughs) long, great stuff, uh, great jockeys, great horses, and great trainers. It's uh, one of the biggest in horse racing around the country and uh, continues to uh, be a beautiful place with great weather and a place to be during the winter. But uh, we also like the poker room there as well. It's located in the back of the first, first floor casino. Uh, on the ground floor, right off the breezeway there to the right when you're heading in toward the track. So uh, we invite you to check it out. They have nightly tournaments there. Uh, they also have some great high-hand giveaways, including uh, $500 uh, uh, every 30 minutes from 1 to 10, Thursdays through Sundays, the days they have racing, uh, which is which is pretty amazing. Uh, also $250 for the same time, Mondays through Wednesdays. If you hit it with only one card in your hand, then you get half of that payout. So uh, uh, they have some great tournaments as well. 7 p.m. nightly. Uh, run from like $70 on Monday to the bigger ones on Thursday and Sunday for $110. There's also a smaller one on Saturday for $50 and a PLO tournament on Wednesday for $30. But uh, Gulfstream Park is one of the great places to go here in South Florida for a beautiful uh, winter that we're having here weather-wise, and uh, it's always a great time over there. It's located in the south part of Broward County. Uh, right on Federal Highway at Hallandale Beach Boulevard, 901 South Federal Highway. And if you want information about what games they're uh, cooking up over there and uh, what tournaments uh, are rolling every night at 7, maybe a few others here and there, give them a call at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. In Hallandale Beach, it's Gulfstream Park.
0: This is Poker Action Live.
1: However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be complied toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration I hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's
2: the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org.
0: And lead the drama to actually.
2: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Yet Council.
1: Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez. Uh, Let's give you some results from uh, the Bay Area of San Francisco out there. Uh, Bay 101 Shooting Star Main Event is on day two. And right now there are 153 players left in this one. Out of 7.53, which is a huge turnout for them, uh, the largest in the tournament's history, uh, really growing. The California swing is, is big out there. Uh, coming off a, a pretty nice tournament in L.A., which uh, was won by Dietrich Fast uh, at uh, the Commerce Casino. He beat Mike Ceriotti, uh for his second uh, WPT title, winning the L.A. Poker Classic. Uh, some of the other players out there that uh, were in the money, uh, Alex Keating finished third, Sam Sovral was fourth, Fareed Jattin was fifth, and Anthony Spinella finished in sixth. Uh, here's what the, the, the leaderboard looks like out at uh, Bay 101. Dominic Nietzsche is the chip leader with 480K, David Stam second, 430, Brian Yoon, 310,000, Dylan Lindy is at... 290. Kevin Eister, former winner of the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, 290. K. Ari Engel, who recently won the big tournament uh, down here in South Florida as well. He is at 279. Some other big names, Connor Dryden 222. Jonathan Little, 212. Uh, Chance Corneth is at 202. Rep Porter, who we had on the show just a couple of months ago, one hundred eighty-one thousand doing well. Matt Salzberg, one seventy-five, and Mike Lea, one forty-seven. Faraz Jaka, one forty. Mike Matisau is at one hundred thirty-two thousand. He was actually uh, up there in chips, sixth on his day one B, finished sixth. uh, There's
0: a name we haven't heard of in a long time. Yeah, he
1: hasn't hasn't done much lately. Uh, Also, uh, some of the players that are headed for the uh, GPL. Uh, Kitty Quo, who uh, we were talking about last week, is at 127. Noah Schwartz at 120. Phil Helmuth, 115. Uh, Kate Hall, up and coming female player, is at 113. And all the way on down, uh, Justin Zaki, 103, friend of the show. And uh, we'll keep an eye on what's happening out there. But they're down 153 players out of 753 in the main event out there. Next week, they move on to uh, the... Sacramento area, the Rolling Thunder event, uh, which is in Lincoln, California. So they'll finish up the uh, California swing. Then there's a few weeks off, a couple of weeks off, actually for the WPT, except for some international events. Uh, A lot of players will head over after Rolling Thunder about three weeks later on April 8th for the tournament in San Remo. And then uh, Johannesburg is from April 15th through the 17th, and then back down here in South Florida for the uh, couple events to so end the remember, season.
0: You remember that San Remo with Jason? Yeah, with Jason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to somebody about that today by coincidence. <laughs> I didn't know you'd bring that up. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's Bay 101 for you. Uh, let's get to that interview with T.J. Schulman though, uh, talking about Hylia Park. Gave us uh, some of the information about uh, what happened to him there at the tournament when he complained. And uh, his comments on the uh, fine, which was minimal at best. Uh, you know, people thought that they were going to sock it to them, but only a $20,000 fine. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what's going to happen there. But I'm sure they are going to lose business because of this event. And we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on some of those numbers. Here was TJ when I talked to him earlier this week. I'm here at the Isle Casino with TJ Schulman, a local South Florida pro. And TJ, you were involved uh, in that tournament back in August at Hylia Park. And there were some obvious discrepancies going on. And you and several other people talked to the state of Florida and uh, asked that there be an investigation. Uh, And there was. Uh, Some people lost their jobs over there. Uh, Nelson uh, Costa, the uh, card room manager, a couple of his assistants. Because basically there was really some wrongdoing going on and you wanted to expose it. Now, this was their first major tournament of 200000 K guarantee so maybe they're not used to dealing with sophisticated poker players professionals and you noticed right away there was something wrong yeah that's correct
2: we came back for day two um, they had 970 some odd players posted on the board which should have yielded a price pool based on the amount of the rake there was uh, $30 supposed to be taken out for players $20 for dealer add-on so it's simple math you. 48,000 was missing from the price pool, within pennies, assuming that somebody uh, didn't add on or something of that particular sort. So I confronted the uh, floor manager at the time. He goes, uh, "Well, Nelson's not here. You just have to deal with it." I'm like, "Well, it doesn't work like that." And I explained that the price pool is supposed to be X number of dollars, and uh, it doesn't add up. So after 20 or 30 minutes of arguing, he went in the back, give me a minute, He goes and he goes in the back and he goes, uh, okay, we're going to fix it. Like, great, we'd love to see that. So he goes and puts 1,080 players on the board to equal the amount of the prize pool to make it correct. There was only one problem. Once he switched the players, there was 2.2 million too many chips in play. So one side has to add up, or well, the other side has to add up. You can't make it work when you try to put a square peg in a round hole so i said nice try and i said you got 2.2 million too many chips in play he goes well if you don't like it here go to the hard rock so i explained i will play it out and there will be repercussions from it he goes you guys can't do anything okay no problem so we'll see what the end result will be took us a little while but uh we did obviously nelson should have gone to jail uh in my two cents of the scenario but uh, his answer was, uh, the Aaron State's answer was, they let him resign instead of prosecuting him. So, you know, from, if it's a player standpoint, it's one thing. But the guy running the entire thing has the safe in his office with the money in the safe instead of the cage. Last time I looked, Nelson wasn't half-owner of the Hialeah uh, track.
1: So. They weren't following any of their internal controls, obviously. Uh, there's lots of rules that they're supposed to live by, uh, surveillance-wise and all sorts Correct. of things. Now, all that came out in the investigation. Um, would you have gone to the state if they hadn't... Treated you like that, blown you off, and, and basically said, uh, "Why don't you go somewhere else?"
2: I mean, you know, I believe in doing the right thing, and if you do the right thing, things, mistakes happen. Um, they were doing the add-on at the table, where the floors were putting the money in their pockets, no receipts. So obviously, there's going to be errors in that thing, and if they gotten close. And I would have said, okay, no problem. You know, mistakes happen. And I probably would have blown it off, thinking it was just another reputable place that made a mistake.
1: But a lot of times, uh, you know, when you, when they're putting friends in and and and, and, and mentioning that if you finish in the money you give us a certain percentage of that that was a major problem uh, obviously when you go to a poker room and play in these big tournaments as you do all over the country right. uh you expect a fair game and uh that's the oh, bottom yeah. line
2: right that you, you only ask for a fair game it's hard enough to win and obviously poker is a game of skill there is some luck involved obviously but you just want a fair straight game you know that's the reason all the home games busted up when the cash game started coming here to Florida. And you just want a straight, honest game. That's all you ask for.
1: So the tendency in this world today is to just kind of look the other way, not make waves. Uh, Obviously, you were angry, but beyond that, you know, I think you need to be commended as kind of a hero because you're representing the interests of all poker players here in South Florida. Uh, I got 2,300 Facebook and Twitter
2: messages from around the country, tournament directors, all kinds of situations. And it was... I could not believe the response. I was in Borgata a couple of weeks ago and I just came back from parks and I'm walking around the room and people are patting me on the back and just saying thank you for the game of poker. Um, I've never had so much accolade, never mind winning a poker tournament and and everyone says good job. But um, this is people that I didn't even know and getting messages and notes from all over the country. just finally somebody saying thank you that actually standing up for the right of the poker player.
1: What was the original reaction from the state when you first approached them? Uh,
2: Wow, but uh, we'll look into it. It's basically all they say, well, do you have any proof? So I had taken a picture of the scoreboard, and so obviously I had a picture of the scoreboard showing what the original amount was, missing approximately $48,000. So when they finally made the payout, it was obviously different, so Were they trying to do the right thing and say it was an error? Let's just leave that for the state to decide uh, what the answer is. Um, And they ended up paying out the correct amount of money. But the decisions are... So many of the scenarios are based... And Spanish is the first language in the place. So most of the conversation between the floor and the player is in Spanish where the players at the table, so we had a lot of uncomfortability over there. Um, he goes, let me explain it to the player first, then I'll tell it to you in English. I said, last time I looked, it's America, and it's English only. Uh, you want to explain it to him in Spanish after you make a ruling, I'm okay with that. But you can't make a ruling. And then you know, little things of that sort that not being prejudicial of any sort of way, but there's a rule that it's English only at the table, and it's the Wild West at at Hialeah.
1: Before I get to the result of the investigation, uh, what was your reaction to how Hialeah handled it? Because they really kind of tried to sweep it under the rug. Uh, John Brunetti was supposedly very angry, because he's worked so hard for 20 years to get a casino and poker room there, and uh, yet they would not really come out on the record and comment. Uh, They basically tried to explain it away. Uh, what was your thoughts as this is going on? I left at least ten messages for John.
2: Got no phone calls. I'm sure it never got to his desk. Where they were sweeping it away, knowing I had a lot of information and a lot of people were on my side about it. And, you know, if he had picked up the phone to me and said, I'll take care of it or something of that sort, I would have been totally respectful about that situation, saying, "Okay, do your investigation and then get back to me. Just say, I'm sorry. We're going to fix it and move on from there. He never once called me back. At least 10 messages.
1: Now, most of the uh, allegations that came out in the, uh, in the report had to do with surveillance and coverage and, and following proper procedures, including the receipts and that sort of thing that you mentioned. But, uh, you know, the talk was that while they probably wouldn't lose their license or maybe even suspend operations at all, there would be a huge fine, you know, six figures. Some people were saying, I hope it's high six figures final ruling comes out they get fined twenty thousand dollars what's your reaction well well, here's the answer you know the punishment has to fit the
2: crime so a casino that does six million dollars a month um, to get a twenty thousand dollar fine is this ludicrous i mean you might as well just not even penalize them it has no bearing on the situation the punishment has to fit the crime you know, it's not like, well, it's first offense. We're fining them twenty thousand dollars. They try to steal forty-eight thousand, and you only want to find them twenty thousand. Uh, I'm just mind-boggled of, of the results, knowing that they try to steal forty-eight, and you only want to find them twenty. I mean, obviously, I don't run the state, and this state is just the wild west right now. I don't agree with the Indian Compact and how their situation's going on, but that's a story for another day.
1: And nobody was arrested out of the whole deal. I guess that kind of that's kind of disappointing in your
2: eyes. Here's the situation. Nelson knew exactly what was going on. The floor was on the phone with Nelson, and Nelson didn't even come down to the place and say, okay, i got a big problem here. I'm off on Sunday. Let me come down, fix it so the players are happy, and try to explain away the situation and try to make little nicey-nice. But it's, I'm going to stay away and hide. Uh,
1: so Nelson is gone. Uh, most of his top assistants are gone. Uh, they move on, trying to just figure that Maybe people will forget about it, but I'm sure uh, you and your friends will not forget.
2: No, most of the good players will never, ever show up place again, but their local clientele is what it is, so they, they will show up, their local clientele. Let's just leave it at that. And they can care less about the good players coming or big tournaments or thing of that sort, is my impression based on how the results. You know, if they had turned around and said, this is what we're going to do, everybody that played in that tournament now has a $100,000 free roll, come back, We're putting $100,000 in the prize pool, and just you guys that made day two can come back and play for this $100,000. You have to do something. You got off the hook real cheap. It's marketing. It comes out of your marketing budget. It really costs you nothing. But Hialeah's made no effort to contact me whatsoever and just say, hey, you know something? How can we make it right? What would the players like? Just some information that the players would in South Florida think that are right.
1: Well, as someone who's supported poker over the last six years, as with my radio show, and uh, loves poker, uh, thanks for standing up and, and being the guy that was, uh, you know, had the guts to do that. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Michael Mayo wrote a story about uh, this as well uh, earlier in February. $20,000 fine for 11 rules violations by Hylia Park on the tournament, and with uh, coverage of their uh, cameras and surveillance and that sort of thing. Basically, the state did not uh, spell out how many employees were involved, uh, whether they lost their work licenses or might face criminal investigation uh, in the future. And uh, Michael tried to get some uh, quotes from uh, Hylia Park. They refused, they have not responded to uh, anything.
0: Doesn't seem like they've responded to anybody uh, concerning
1: this. The state of Florida, the Department of Business and uh, Paramutual Regulation, said any questions about personnel decisions and the number of employees involved should be directed to the track and that they uh, if there were any criminal investigations, that you should talk to local law enforcement. So basically, everybody passes the buck here. No one really wants to make a comment. And uh, basically, you get a slap on the wrist is what it is. Uh, you know, people expected... Huh. You know, a minimum of a couple hundred thousand. So it's a it's a it's a tenth of that. And if they tried, as TJ said, if they tried to steal forty-eight thousand in this one tournament, think of how many other times, ta- how much other money has been stolen in the past. And uh, you know, the 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 track only is uh, fined twenty thousand. Even if they weren't direct. Talk has
0: been for, ever since they opened that room. Unfortunately, with with other friends of ours that we've had on the show before, and I won't mention names right now, but. That you know stuff had been going on at Hialeah in their in their regular games and their higher limit games you know i I know you know I know the people that are involved in some of these games and uh to say they're shady characters <laughs> would be an insult to shady characters, but uh you know um, I'm surprised that people haven't had their licenses revoked permanently uh to be honest with you forty eight thousand dollars. You know, it had to it had to hurt the hell out of somebody because somebody had to take that out of their pocket and bring it back over there. Uh whether it was top management or or, or a group of people over there, but um that wasn't a mistake. I'm sorry. A mistake is a few thousand dollars where you've you know, oh I forgot to put in one player. Forty eight thousand dollars is a lot of players and with intent to defraud. Yeah, he, and plain and simple. You know, like TJ said, if it had been a few thousand dollars, anybody could make that mistake. You know, it's busy. It's the first big tournament they've ever had. But guess what? 48000 you are doing something that is, uh, you know, very, very... Uh, Shady as far as as your intent as to what you wanted to do.
1: Some of the things the state
0: investigators found,
1: uh, entry slips that weren't properly issued or recorded, payouts that took place in the back manager's room, uh, payouts that weren't properly documented, and video surveillance cameras that weren't uh, working or not working in the right spot.
0: Listen, as a good friend of mine said, South Florida is a sunny place for shady people, I'd like to say.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the great lines in his story was uh, that Michael finished his story with. Uh, uh, first, he said uh, that he had noticed uh, exceptionally loose and aggressive play from certain players who would re-enter tournaments many times. Uh, that was kind of like set off the uh, the red light. And uh, his final lines were, poker is hard enough even when everything is on the up and up. Now Hylia will have to rebuild trust. I'd settle for a few prosecutions.
0: And you know what? Uh, Apparently that's what the people are clamoring for and that's what they want to see because as you said to TJ in the interview, you know, everybody wants a fair game. And the only way you're going to restore some of this trust is to say, hey, listen, you know, When you break this law, when you break this rule, and you try to cheat and steal from the poker players, there has to be a consequence for that if you get caught. Right. And the consequence is prosecuted, you know, lifetime ban from being allowed to work in this business, which will, which will, uh, you know, they'll never be able to get a a gaming license anywhere else for the most part, because as soon as they do background checks, it'll come up, you know. S- something severe has to occur to the people that were in charge there. The state did not do that, by obvious, by their $20,000 uh, fine, as TJ said, less than half of what they were trying to steal. Um, and, you know, no revoked licenses, nothing n- nothing of, 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 of substance was done
1: right. to try
0: to deter this from happening in, there or anywhere else in the future.
1: Right. Well, what can you say? Uh, You know, we've talked about it till we're blue in the face. And uh, I think, you know, maybe people have learned somewhat of a lesson from this. And I think that uh, business is going to continue to drop off over there. And people need to, uh, you know, take a stand uh, if they're unhappy with uh, the fines. You know, you don't have to go as far as some people have threatened to file a lawsuit against the state of Florida, against Hylia Park, uh, you know, against individuals involved. You don't have to go that far, but you certainly uh, need to take your business to places where you feel like the things are
0: it's are fair true, and on the up. But up. guess what, Dave? You know, yes, you don't have to go that far, but if going that far is what starts to correct this problem, then maybe a class action lawsuit on behalf of the players who played in that tournament. You know, nothing has been done. Spoke. You know, nobody from from Hialeah has come out. You know, from top management, and has said, listen. This is what's happened. We know it. You know, we apologize for it. And as TJ said, do something of good faith for the people who participated yeah, in the, that, that's that the, tournament. That's the disappointment. No one has stepped up to the plate and said, hey, you know, guess what? It's going to stop here because I'm the one in charge. You know, I hired so-and-so, and he's hired so-and-so. And, you know, whatever wh- – however you apologize – you Somebody had to come up and say this mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, you know. They didn't act quick enough. Remember, this tournament was what, August?
1: End of and, August. End of August. Of September.
0: You know, Nelson and his staff weren't let go. I think somebody lost their job in September. You know, probably a scapegoat lost their job in September. And then everybody until almost Christmas. Almost Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, there was no, no, no outraged voice by... You know Nelson's boss, with by John Brunetti. You know whether they were afraid of what was going to happen from the state. You understand this is what upsets the players. You know, hey, everybody was look, just looking for their own self-interest in this in this case. Hialeah obviously, and trying to make sure the machines stay there and that they don't have their license revoked. And you know, looking at you know serious fines, and people weren't made to pay the price. Right away. Right. And that wait from August to almost Christmas when the resignation slash firings, whatever you want to call them, took place, that's not going to please anybody.
1: Instead, it was the opposite. They basically buried their heads in the sand, figuring that uh, if it's not mentioned, not talked about, that it'll go away, and that uh, eventually they'll recover from this, which they probably will. That's probably... Uh, you know, what's going to happen here because people have short memories and, and uh, they move on. But uh, I certainly will not uh, be going there to play anytime soon, and I know a lot of people will not make the trip down there, despite the
0: fact that there are a lot of pretty juicy games Well, you there. know that they're going to hang their hat on now while we got rid of the corrupt people well, and, that's all, what they and, should and all, have all the said. bad apples. You know, that's how what they're going to try to spin this now as to, to get the players to stay playing there. But as TJ said... I don't think you're you're gonna ever able to be able to run a tournament there. Yeah. Well, I don't
1: think the corruption runs from the top. I really don't. I think they they're trying to do a good job, and I just don't think that uh, this was the right way to handle it. I think to face up, get out ahead of it, is the, was the thing that they should have done. And I've talked with a lot of other uh, poker directors here in South Florida, and they all say the same thing that uh, you know, you can't leave that uh, memory in people's mind that you
0: cheated them. Yeah, forget their mind. It's that really bad taste in their mouth yeah, that they're absolutely. going to remember. Absolutely.
1: Well, they must be on a break because there's still 153 out there in uh, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area at Bay 101, and uh, we'll give you an update when we come back. But we'll take our final break on the show. Don't forget that uh, Gulfstream Park, the racing season, one of the great things is uh, the great program they have for whole families. On Saturday mornings, it's called Breakfast at Gulfstream. Uh, they have the weekly character appearances and a uh, tram tour on the back stretch, giveaways and prizes, guest speakers. And you can bring the whole family out. Uh, have a breakfast buffet, buffet that's only uh, $10 per person, but children under three eat for free. And that is every Saturday morning uh, throughout the season through April the 2nd uh, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, it's called Breakfast at Gulfstream Park. Uh, Also, uh, if you like to play poker, you want to take the family out there for a great day, Uh, there's lots of things for them to do in the area the Village of Gulfstream Park with the stores and the restaurants and the shopping. It's great out there. It's really something for everybody in the family, and uh, you can grab your seat at the poker table and uh, enjoy yourself out there. They have some great high-hand giveaways uh, going on out there, and everything's uh, done well, clean, a lot of fun, and I can vouch for these people. You will get a fair game at Gulfstream Park.
0: (laughs) That's right, Uh, with Mike and uh, Scott over there running that team, and uh, the the poker room is just—listen, their promotions are great. You're just going to have a great time there. Yeah, it's uh, it's
1: spectacular, and uh, the season is running down. So of course, uh, you know, during the summer, there's still uh, great horse racing, and uh, the village of Gulfstream Park is cooking over there, and. And of course they have the the slot machines and, and everything with a with the casino that are a lot of fun. So uh we invite you to check it out in South Florida. It's easy to get to from everywhere. Drive up from Dade, drive down from Broward or Palm Beach. Very easy to get to. Not far from the beaches. Uh it's uh east of I ninety five, uh Houndale Beach Boulevard, uh and Federal Highway. You can find it very easily, now even easier, with the Pegasus uh, statue out there, 110 foot tall. (laughs) It's a beautiful landmark, and we'll direct you right to the track area and check it out. It's Gulfstream Park, located at 901 South Federal Highway. Uh, Racing is Wednesdays through Sundays, or I should say Thursdays through Sundays right now, and uh, lots of great action uh, throughout the week. Check it out. Tell them that Big Dave and Joe sent you on over to Gulfstream Park. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration. and hope that you will join us when the play for real game becomes available later
2: this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday. Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events.
1: Tony Schumacher.
2: Tony, welcome back. love being on the show because it usually means... So, we did something absolutely amazing. NHR 8 Nitro is available on demand anytime at
1: WFOradio.com. Finishing things up here on another edition of Poker Action Line. Uh, just to update the event in uh, uh, out in San Francisco area, Bay Area, the Bay 101. Connor Dryden is taking a chip lead. He's now the leader with 525K. Dominic Nietzsche is currently in second. Mark Darner has moved up to third place. And Ari Engel is uh, still in the top ten with 279. Uh, One other tournament I wanted to mention. By the way, I I did mention in the the Gulfstream Park segment uh, racing Thursday uh, through Sunday. It's actually Wednesday through Sunday. So
0: So you were right the first time. Yeah, I was right the first time. (laughs) So
1: so that hasn't changed. But uh, certainly uh, seven days a week you can uh, hit the poker room. Uh, except for about a three-hour period in the wee hours of the morning, uh, Sunday through Thursday, because uh, Friday and Saturday, they're open 24 hours. That's correct. Uh, one other tournament I wanted to mention as we head out of here, uh, kind of a first for the Seminoles, and that is a, a big uh, 200K guaranteed event at the Immokalee, uh location, which is a casino and hotel located in the center of the state, kind of in the, Really in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere, if you had an alligator alley out of uh, South Florida toward the west coast of Florida before you get there there 's an exit uh, maybe about uh, ten or fifteen miles uh, before Naples and a little bit north of the uh, alligator alley so uh, it's really a kind of a nice little place, but very small and out of the way and This' is the first time they've had a big major tournament uh, of this le- magnitude. Uh, the tournament got underway yesterday. Uh, with a uh three fifty buy in event and they uh have a main event coming up on friday uh which is uh sixteen fifty buy in and a two hundred k guarantee so uh that is at the amakali casino uh as they try to expand some of their operations, they have a really nice uh casino over in Tampa, and I think there's seven altogether, including you know Hollywood Coconut Creek and Brighton uh, and uh, a few other small places around the
0: state but uh, uh they continue
1: to grow and they've done it well
0: uh, yeah what's what's a little bit amazing to me Dave I don't know how you feel on this but you know Seminoles want each of their properties to stand on their own yeah and I don't understand that because you know you you've got you've got obviously heat down here and then Tampa generating so much revenue and it's it's all going into the same pot yeah. at the end of the day. Why not try to build up all your smaller hubs, so to, so to speak, you know, like Immokalee.
1: Listen, well, They've done
0: a pretty good job
1: at Cocoa Creek. I think they're far enough away that they don't have to interdepend. But they do run, uh, for instance, they run satellites in some of the smaller places for some of the big events, uh, you know, to create some interest there. I, I don't have a big problem with that.
0: I don't know. I'd be, Listen, if I was working at Immokalee and with the help of of, of Big Brother, you, know, you could turn that into something really special, even, like you said, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
1: You know? I don't know. I don't know if I agree. There's only so much you can do, I think. But.
0: I don't know. I think with <laughs> that kind of money, if they wanted to and they put in more, like you said, a $200,000 guarantee, you could draw more people there, hopefully some of the locals. I just don't know if they've given the support that I think they should have in these places, but... Then again, they don't really have to. Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) Anyway, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, Next week, uh, we probably will play that interview with uh, Bill Mason from semi Hard Rock in Hollywood as we uh, hone in on their big uh, month in April, uh, which is uh, going to be a couple of huge tournaments back-to-back that are really going to connect on the focus of of the poker world. It really is. Okay, that's going to do it. Uh, As usual, Geo, thank you for all your technical work on the program. And, and Joe, thank you for all your contributions as well. Look forward to having uh, Kevin McClellan on as we head for the Tyler's Classic, which is coming up on March 20th again uh, at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. And uh, a lot of other fun things going on here in South Florida. Got to get to the tables more a little bit myself. You too, Joe? Nah, a little bit.
0: I haven't had a chance to get out there in a while, but I'm hoping to. Uh, trust me, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to get out to Vegas this year okay, and play out there. Yeah. So I'm hoping see. as well. So uh, we'll look
1: forward to some of that this year. And uh, we hope you'll continue to follow the program. Pick us up on Stitcher Radio or on uh, Hold'em Radio Network. Uh, getting a lot of good uh, play on that one as well. Uh, also, uh, you can go to the uh, Poker Fuse podcast page or go to iTunes and pick us up. Just search Poker Action Line, download the show for free anytime. And, of course, always the standby is PokerActionLine.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next week.
2: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.